Welcome to the Excel in Retirement Show, where financial planning becomes understandable. Your host, David C. Treese, is a licensed financial advisor who specializes in retirement income planning. David's desire for each of his clients is to have financial confidence, protection, and growth. We believe this is achievable with the right plan in place. Together, we'll build a plan specific to your financial goals. We work with clients all over, and we'd love to connect with you. Go to ClientsExcel.com to connect with us. If you'd like to speak with us, call our office at 864-641-7955. Thanks for listening. Now to the show. Welcome to episode 81 of the Excel in Retirement Show. I appreciate you listening. It is the week of Christmas here in Spartanburg, South Carolina, and it's nice and cold today, but what I understand is it is going to be nice and warm on Christmas Day. It's funny how that happens. It seems like it happens frequently. It's cold and then it gets warm at Christmas Day. seems like it should be the opposite. If you can talk to someone about that, please let me know. I'd like to make that change. I hope you have a wonderful time celebrating the holidays. If you're listening to this in real time, you may be listening to this after the fact. And if so, just uh, hope you can hear the jolly in my voice. (laughs) I try not to be a Scrooge. I've gotten better in recent years, and children make it a lot more enjoyable, I think, to celebrate Christmas and and so forth. And so I I hope you have a wonderful Christmas and a very merry time. Recently, I heard someone tell me they felt tired, and the thought of being tired myself hadn't crossed my mind yet, but it was almost immediately I started thinking, well, you know, I should be tired too. I feel pretty fatigued myself. The thought at before that hadn't even crossed my mind, though. Obviously, this is silly, and but I literally did feel tired after after taking that thought in and processing it. I'd been consumed with what I was doing and, and hadn't been thinking about other things. And suddenly, when someone told me they were tired, I felt tired. So, but this this might be a silly example, but it's an important thought, I think. And the thought is is to be careful who you listen to and what you allow into your mind. What people say to us has power. Proverbs in the Bible talks about the power of the tongue when it says, A gentle tongue is a tree of life, but perverseness in it breaks the spirit. So a gentle tongue, meaning one that is has some, uh, some prudence with what is said, gives life, and it is abundant. And but uh, someone uh, that is talking cross or or talking wrong or negatively maybe uh, that breaks our spirit and it can really affect us. In my role as a financial advisor, I try to tread lightly in what I say to people when it comes to their finances because I understand the impact of what I say and the impact it can have on people. A lot of times people want the assurance that they're going to be okay. And it's easy to say, oh, you've done great, before really analyzing what they have done financially. And so it's important for me to be restrained uh, in in what I say initially and, and to really understand their situation before I comment on it. What I've found, though, is my role is not to convince people, though, of my way of doing things, but to present our methodology. 
If it resonates with people, that's wonderful. But if not, hopefully you'll still get value out of things like our newsletter or this podcast. Our goal is to present more value than we take in pay or to take more in value or to give more in value than we take in pay. That's the number one goal we have. So often when it comes to money, people assume a defensive stance. And sometimes this comes off in an arrogant attitude. And so if you've ever talked to somebody just in a a normal conversation and they've gotten arrogant about something, uh, that's a form of defensiveness, right? And so sometimes when people are arrogant, we feel demeaned, though. So we don't want to be arrogant when it comes to finances. Or sometimes it's presented with an emphasis on greed, like get all you can while you can kind of thing. And you see that situation happening with cryptocurrencies right now. There's all kinds of people piling into cryptocurrencies. And it's just like, we want to get it while we can kind of thing. And so there's a scarcity mindset, so to speak, or a greed situation. And when we are have a greedy situation... It sometimes comes from a prideful or it kind of kind of have a prideful undertone, I found. Or maybe it's presented as we should be afraid. And sometimes these overlap. If you were drawing a Venn diagram, these would probably, these three things would probably overlap a little bit. Uh, but sometimes it's presented as we should be afraid of something. And the point being is that we should exercise caution, though, with whom we allow to speak into our lives. And so sometimes people that are presenting things from a fear or afraid stance are the the world is ending, it's, a, it's the end of times, or the market is crashing, or we haven't seen that, and this is that, and, and black swan event this, and black swan event that. And what we know is what we can verify. That's really the truth of the matter. And so it's important to not be wrongly influenced by what we hear. So how do we do this? We stick with the facts and we ask ourselves, how can we verify this or what can we verify to be true? Then we use prudence with how to act on the information. The aspects I described just now or earlier, just a second ago, our emotions, our feelings are important, and we cannot understate how important our feelings are. God gave them to us for a reason, and they may help us make decisions, but they should not be the driver of our decisions. If I went off of my feelings, I probably would still be in bed right now. You know, I didn't want to get up this morning and go work out and then come to work. I I mean, I, I guess I did. That's not necessarily true, but uh, you get what I'm saying. I, you know, if I was just going by my feelings, I would be eating a cheesecake right now, you know? And so we can't just use our feelings to make decisions about money. But when we have gut feelings about things or something doesn't resonate with us, we should note that and allow it to help us make decisions, but not be the, maybe the guiding force. That was a thought I recently had. I want to transition now to a recent article that Bloomberg ran this week that stated, here's a quote, One of the interesting aspects of the brief sell-off in stocks in late November was that breath deteriorated markedly. The broad indexes were only down a few percentage points, but there were more than a 1,000 stocks making 52-week lows on a daily basis. So what in the world did that mean? So large indexes like the S&P 500 or the Dow were down a little, 
but over 1,000 stocks were the lowest they've been in a year. Big companies like Apple and Facebook and Microsoft and others help lessen the impact of the smaller companies losing. So those other 1,000 companies that were down, Apple, Facebook, uh, Amazon, companies like that helped raise it up because they have a larger share in those indexes and larger weighting. And so that was interesting. The article continues to explain that nearly every investor owns those large companies like Apple and Facebook and Amazon and so forth. And they're used as a hedge. As the market decreases, they tend to rise. And the author goes on to say in the early 2000s, the hedge stock was Cisco Systems. You may recall that one. But when the volume of trading continually declined, it was the start of the dot-com bubble in the early 2000s. But many people are unwilling to get out of big stocks because their cost basis is so low. And again, from the article, psychology dictates that people don't expect, excuse me, don't experience as much pain with the loss of big unrealized gains as they do with outright losses and are willing to withstand corrections of some magnitude. If you have a 500% gain on a stock instead of a thousand, it's still a 500% gain. Who doesn't like a 500% gain, right? The author also explained that another advantage for the market has been people's willingness to continue holding on to these stocks because it seemingly only goes up. And this has been reinforced over the last decade since the Great Recession, more than a decade. The author concluded by saying, I have also come across more and more investors who categorize themselves as optimists. Sure, optimism works most of the time, but there are long stretches when it didn't. Most people forget how painful the dot-com bust was at that time. It was three years before stocks fully returned higher. And don't forget about the sad period between 1929 and 1945. That's a long time. If If the time you have to wait for new highs is years or decades, it's not easy to be an optimist. Remember, as recently as 13 years ago, Pessimism worked as a strategy. They made a movie about it. If you recall, it's called The Big Short. So he's talking about the guy that called the 2008 uh, market meltdown with the real estate bubble and so forth. And that was a pessimistic strategy that tended to work out. And so the point being of this information is, is that if you are within 10 years of retirement or you're 10 years since retirement or less, what the market is doing is important to consider. How you're allocated matters as you get closer to using your investments for income or the possibility of needing them to supplement your lifestyle or healthcare needs. Consider whether what you're doing is appropriate for your situation and verify it with a trusted advisor is my recommendation today. I hope you have a great day, and we will be back next week for another show. If you liked our show, please subscribe and uh, forward it to someone that may find benefit in it. You can always reach us at 864-641-7955 or by emailing us at connect at clientsexcel.com. Have a great day. Investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through AE Wealth Management, LLC. AE Wealth Management and Clients Excel are not affiliated companies. 
Investing involves risk, including potential loss of principal. Any reference to protection, safety, or lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investments. Insurance guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying abilities of the insuring carrier. This podcast is intended for informational purposes only. It's not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet particular needs of an individual situation. Clients Excel is not permitted to offer, and no statement made during this show shall constitute tax or legal advice. Our firm is not affiliated with or endorsed by the U.S. government or any governmental agency. The information and opinions contained herein provided by third parties have been obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed by Clients Excel. The use of logos and or trademarks of podcast hosting sites are the property of their respective owners and are not an endorsement by those owners of our firm or our program.